A pregnant woman shot to death in a parking lot. That's where we're starting. Broadcasting from the Hip Hop Weekly Studios, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Civic Cipher. I am your host, Ramses Ja. He is Ramses Ja. I am Q Ward. And wow, mm. um, that's a hell of a way to start the show, man. Talk to me, man. But you are listening to Civic Cipher. Indeed you are. Um, we have to talk about the story that's making national headlines, but also the video that is going viral. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, a pregnant woman shot in the parking lot of a grocery store accused of shoplifting lost her life and then of course the baby did not survive either um and she was black and say it's, it's an officer involved shooting to quote the lingo that is used there um we're not going to use this show to beat up on police um we do have a baba story that um shows what at least we expect from policing there's an an uh story from michigan of an officer saving the life of a child um but we're also going to spend some time talking about what it means to listen to black women how important how impactful that is how important it is to listen to black women that's whew. oh yeah yeah and we're at a time in this country where black women are leading the charge for accountability and justice uh, specifically with respect to the political arena, where a lot of our elected officials, we expect and hope that they would be the brave ones fighting the battles for us. There's three black women on full display for the whole entire country to see that are setting the standard of courage and making sure that we are moving forward with the values and principles that we espouse in this country at the center of the conversations. We're going to be discussing all three of those and so much more on today's episode of Civic Cypher. But first and foremost, we are going to discuss some ebony excellence. Shall we? I believe we shall. So typically our ebony excellence would come with a, an article. Today, I don't need no article. <laughs> Talk to him, Q. Okay. Uh, one time for Coach Prime. All right. If you don't know who Coach Prime is, that man's name is Deion Sanders. I know who that is. <laughs> Deion Sanders, a Hall of Fame football player, uh, turned head coach, went from coaching Little League in high school to taking a job at an HBCU where people thought he had little chance to succeed because of what they considered a lack of uh, experience as a head coach. Mm. Deion not only uplifted and amplified Jackson State in Mississippi, but HBCUs as a whole and parlayed that to a job at a Power 5 university, which was one of the worst in the country last year. Uh, I think the school was one in 15 or something. And the expectations from a lot of people were high, but the haters were very, very loud on all the things they thought he couldn't do. And I wish I had this journalist's name. I will find it for y'all, I promise. He said as, as recent as a week ago, that Dion's Colorado Buffaloes had the worst roster in college football. Mm. Um, Dion only took those boys out, two of those boys being his sons, which I cannot imagine the pride and just, I would be swollen with joy and pride and mm -hmm. just, I would, my feet wouldn't touch the ground. Yeah. If I got to take those national championship competing TCU Horn Frogs on mm -hmm. and was able, while everybody was telling me I was gonna fail to successfully defeat them at my first ever Power Five coaching game with my son playing his first ever game as a Power Five quarterback where he broke the school's record for touchdowns. I mean, not for touchdowns, for passing yards. Yeah. Um, you guys will see more on our platform and on our airwaves about this story. Coach Prime, you the GOAT, you a legend, and we're going to talk to iHeart to see if we can go see Coach Prime uh, in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, some more light on those boys. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, shout out Deion Sanders for being this week's example of Ebony Excellence. As Coach Prime would say, we coming. All right. So, <sighs> we have to switch gears here. Um, I'll be honest. I saw this video. I told myself I wasn't going to watch it. And then when I came across an opportunity to see it, I felt like I need to know in this instance what actually happened. Because there's a lot of components to this story where it it can be sensationalized. Uh, a police shooting an unarmed black person, of course. That's that's a sensational headline. Police shooting a black woman. OK, that's even rarer. Um, police shooting a pregnant black woman and both her and the baby dying. All right. There's going to be a lot of pushback on this one from the other side, because that's too many pieces and she has to be wrong. Right. And so I found. What it is that people were saying. Um, because I knew what to look for after seeing the video, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. We're going to read through this and then, you know, um, break it down for you, our listener. Um, this comes from CNN. Uh, the headline, Ohio police release video of fatal police shooting of pregnant 21-year-old Takia Young. All right. Newly released police body footage. Footage shows an officer firing through the windshield of a pregnant woman's car after she was accused of shoplifting at a grocery store in Columbus, Ohio, suburb last week. The woman, 21-year-old Takia Young, whose death her family called a criminal act and gross misuse of power and authority after seeing the footage, was later pronounced dead at a hospital. The video shows a Blendon Township police officer approaching Young's driver's side window outside of Kroger in Westerville and repeatedly telling her to get out of the car. A second officer, who's also wearing a body camera, then steps in front of the sedan. They said, you sold something. Get out of the car. The officer at the window says, telling Young not to leave. I didn't steal anything. I'm going to edit this for radio. Young can be heard saying as the two argue back and forth with her win window slightly ajar. Police previously said a grocery store employee had notified officers that a woman who had stolen bottles of alcohol was in a car parked outside the store. Get out of the effing car, the officer standing in front of the car says, his gun drawn and his left hand braced on the hood of the car, the video shows. Now that's important, left hand on the brace on the hood of the car. And for those that haven't seen the video, he's in front of the driver. So he's, if you're in the driver's position, he's to the left of the hood hand on the car so he's not in the center of the car okay he's to the left all right um at one point young is heard saying you gonna shoot me young can then be seen turning the wheel of the car uh i'm gonna add this to the story she turns the wheel to the to the right remember the officer standing on the left with his left hand on the hood of the car okay so she's turning right and the officer's on the left side with his left hand. That gives you an idea of where his body position is. She's turning away from where he's standing. And he's standing to one side of the car. Okay. Because that's going to be important, obviously. Um, okay. Uh, turning the wheel as the officer next to her window continues to urge her to exit the vehicle. Cool. Get out of the effing car. The officer in front repeats as the vehicle begins to move slowly forward. 
The video shows a few seconds elapse, and then the officer standing in front of the hood fires through the windshield. Okay, we're going to stop right here. There's a second part I want to read to you, but that's where we're going to stop. So, um, I have something. If you want to go first, please do, but I have something. I have a couple things, actually. <clears throat> I'll say this because this week was not my turn. I saw this video in our group thread, in our email box, in our personal conversation, and this wasn't my week. Okay. I, I, I could not, son of a single mother, brother of six sisters, I could not, I didn't have the resilience this week to watch that video and do the show. Well, because the story isn't new. Yeah. The outcome isn't new. And I famously, as many times as we crack these microphones open, point out the lack of progress. Right? Like the idea of getting numb to this type of story as nothing continues to be done over and over again. It's just the idea that us as black people have not actually done all the things that they're afraid that we would do. We have not violently stormed the streets demanding change even though when we peacefully protest they treat us like we have we haven't not to the degree that they we haven't that yeah you can find isolated instances of anything yeah there's not a dozen instances throughout history okay. i know what you're saying of us actually bringing what's deserved sure to their doorstep sure go with um that. now father of a daughter. I couldn't watch this woman. Yeah. And her child be murdered. I couldn't. And even knowing that it happened. Can drive you to a point of almost forced paralysis. I have to just sit still for a second. Because the fact that it starts to feel like there's nothing we can do. And that no, no amount of outrage or a repost or hashtags or t-shirts or nonviolent protests yield us any tangible results. So um it's tough, man. It's it's really, really tough. Well, um I wanna I wanna share this with you, um, our our listeners. Uh for those that don't know, we take turns watching videos where there's harm done to black and brown bodies. Um, and I couldn't tell you how many, but there's been a handful over the few years that we've done the show now where neither of us watched the video. We were content to just read uh, the journalistic interpretation of the events. It's less jarring and it is easier to process uh, for two men who have to go through all the stories that you hear and a lot more stories that you don't hear often where people are dying and um 
it, it, it can be very overwhelming. So this week, rather than talk about this, because <laughs> normally we'd watch it, we'd, we'd wait till the last minute and I'd say, hey, did you watch this? Because if not, I got to watch it or whatever. Um, this this is one that would have came down to the wire, just like most of them. And it just so happens to be the case that I watched the video. So allow me. Um, my little brother. Emmanuel Jawane King Taylor. My father's son, my mother's son, was accused of shoplifting from a store in a city near where I live called Tempe, Arizona. And they called the police on my little brother. And the police showed up and they hemmed him up. And my little brother moves different. He He's about his fitness. He likes to sweat. It's hot in Arizona, so he wears hoodies in the sun. You know what I'm saying? To keep his body fat low and all, whatever his things are. But um, his biggest crime uh, is his black skin. He has never committed a crime in his life. And anybody that knows my little brother knows that is a, that is impossible. He's just not, he, he does not move. He was not made out of that stuff. I, 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 I was blessed the day he was born. We all were. My whole family was. He is just the kindest. He means no harm to nobody. Right? Of course, I would say that about my little brother, but his record shows that too. Furthermore, my little brother needs to steal nothing. Never. I've, I've, his big brother would take responsibility for that. I've worked too hard in my life. But so has he. He doesn't need to steal anything. He has an excellent job. I mean, he has an excellent work ethic. <laughs> There's an inside story there, but we'll save it for another day. But the fact of the matter is that at this grocery store, my little brother um, walked out of the store and to, to be met with the police. And they were saying that he people had seen him stealing in the store. Right. So what does he say immediately? Well, listen, let's go back in. Let's 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 get the cameras. We could we could fix this right now. And then the store doesn't want to do that. It's too much trouble to review, blah, 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 whatever. But, you know, they'd like him to not return. Well, wait a minute. What's that about? Because if, this if is our neighborhood. Stole something. It wouldn't be too much trouble to review the footage. Thank you. But of and, course, they don't want. And to. you know what? I'm going to I'm going <clears> to <throat> I'm going to go out and say this, because even though that situation was resolved, it wasn't resolved to quite to my liking. It was a Kroger-owned store, Kroger-owned store in Tempe, Arizona. But um, the police asked him to leave, and he got the information from the manager so that they could resolve it privately, right? So then any photos that they tried to put up, whatever, that they could take care of it on their own. But the police were just like, hey, we showed up because they said they didn't want you in the store, so you got to go. Technically, it's private property. You got to go, right? And legally, that's the way the law works, right? But they, they, you know, the Kroger store, they didn't know his big brother was Ramses Jaw from Civic Cipher and that I take those sorts of things personally, right? But the fact of the matter is that it's very easy to be accused of stealing something from a grocery, a grocery store. Who goes to a grocery store to come up 
you go to a grocery store if you're poor. If you're stealing, you know what I mean? If you go that's you go to a grocery store if you don't have enough money to buy your food. Okay, let's start there. But um it's very easy. And there's a personal story there connecting me with this sort of thing. Right? My own brother was accused of stealing and he did not steal. He never would steal, never has stolen. They tried to say that he would seen in the past with the uh self-checkout thing. And he was he was like, please show me one example. Please. I'm begging you, show me one example of that. He's like, I am so afraid because I live in this black skin that you will assume that I'm stealing, that I make sure that I wave it over very slowly so that it beeps loudly. So the guy standing there knows that I'm not doing anything funny. I know how I look to you. I would never do that. The fact that you're accusing me of it is so hurtful because I've lived my whole life so that I could have the conversation if it ever came up and say without a shadow of a doubt that I've never in my life stolen anything, certainly not from a grocery store. Why would I ever do that? I'm, I'm comfortable. Now, this woman was accused of stealing in a grocery store. And, and I want to point out at, at a recent post from Sean King suggested that she, she was misidentified. And that she, in fact, was not the person that the original people thought was stealing. But she's in the in the parking lot, right? We've est well established on this show that people who look like us can be and often are afraid of dealing with the police. Well, Ramses, why on earth? <laughs> I got to say it again. I guess would I would they be afraid. <laughs> Of dealing with let me let me start here q that's a great question i'm glad you asked <laughs> so let me start here um for most of the stories that we talk about these are unarmed people if we do talk about an armed individual who is whose life was taken by the police remember that owning a gun in this country is not a crime in and of itself there is the second amendment and it applies to all the citizens including the black ones okay so having a gun is not necessarily should not necessarily be a death sentence for black people it often is but we're talking about an unarmed black person right where again their only crime is the, is the sin or their their only threat is this is the skin is what i'm trying to say so when police show up and they actually do have tools whose only designation is to end a life and historically the relationship between black community and the police has been only a strained relationship. Remember, the Black Panthers were born out of police violence. The, the protest of 2020, born out of police violence. The, the riots in Detroit, born from police violence. This is riots in South Central Los everywhere. Angeles. Police born violence. Rodney police King, violence. yes. Police violence. It, we're not talking about political disenfranchisement. We're not talking about we can't vote. We're not talking about, oh, they, they lynched one of us. So we're going to, you know, no, this is police violence. Time and 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 time again. Okay. So black people, there's a deep seated mistrust of the police. So when they show up, we know they can get away scot-free with what we consider to be murder. And they have the tool that allows them to do it. Then naturally, we would be afraid. I don't want to get out of the car. I'm pregnant. Y'all going to kick me, beat me, hurt me. No, I didn't steal anything. I'm not getting out of the car. I'm going to go somewhere where I feel safe. Any creature on this planet 
with a nervous system can do one of two things when provoked. Those two things, and you, they might sound familiar, include fight or flight. Okay? That's what happens when you get scared. And just so we're clear, both of those responses are natural. Yep. Any creature, not just black people. Not have specific that. to people. No. <laughs> Definitely not specific to black people. No, no. It is a it is a condition of being alive, having a nervous system and a brain. The function of a brain is to allow movement. And a nervous system helps facilitate the, the brain's commands. Okay. So anything with those components has the ability to fight or flee from danger. Okay. And if the, the, it's the police's responsibility has historically been to endear itself to the community. The community can't exist without the police. The police cannot exist without the community. And, and so it is incumbent upon them to establish the tone of the relationship. Go ahead. For people, you know, sometimes people tune in in the middle of a conversation and they're wondering, what are we talking about? So just to remind you guys, uh, a young lady in Ohio, I believe, yeah, was murdered. Yeah. A pregnant black woman. Takia Young. Takia Young. 21, year, 21 years old. Uh, her and her unborn child murdered by police officers um, because they could. She yes. was suspected of shoplifting. Yes. Now, And we've seen violent killing spree suspects that don't look like her pursue. Live and well. <laughs> pursued, arrested, fed. Uh got a, a much greater outcome than she was allowed to have now um i want to re read the rest of this after the shot the officers run alongside the car yelling at the driver to stop obviously she was dead slash dying by that point the car rolls into a sidewalk between two brick columns and into a building officers call for backup and break the window to reach the driver who appears to be slumped over to one side Brian Steele, an executive vice president of the Fraternal Order of Police, Capital City Lodge Number no. 9, said, A weapon is not just a firearm. A weapon is also a 2,000-pound vehicle that somebody puts in gear and is driving at you. Okay. So they're trying to spin the story like she was driving in the path of the officer, completely ignoring the video where she turned the wheel to the right, where the officer's standing on the left and is trying to move out of the way of the officer, right? But this is what the police do. Quote, I understand why it could, could be justified, but again... I don't make that decision, Steele told reporters. I understand why it could be justified, the, implying the shooting is justified. Um, the police say the officers haven't waived their rights as victims. They're treating the officers as victims, so you can't see their face. Their information is still the hidden. Officers as victims is insane. Yeah. Um, Young's family said in a statement, Takiya was a beacon of love, strength, and energy to all who knew her. Her tragic passing has left a void that words can't describe. Um we feel bad for her two sons, and then now, obviously, the, the baby has passed, too. And unfortunately, that's the story of Takiya Young.